pull over, lean in. It's time for the Soft Shoulder Podcast. I am your host, Danette Relic of Radical Creative Sanctuary, inviting spaciousness for your mind and your heart. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here. The Soft Shoulder is your time, your time to slow down and fuel up on self-love support so you can make the most of your gorgeous life. Join me here. Everyone needs a soft shoulder. Hello, hello, sweet listener. This episode is going to start off with a little public service for your business. <laughs> if you have a business, any kind of creative endeavor that requires a website. Do you have a website? And I'm speaking specifically to those of you who have a dream, have a business, and have not been loving yourself and in your own corner enough to take it seriously. And so you don't really want to spend money on it. You don't, and you have, and then you have a friend who can help. If this is you, keep listening. Okay, so you have a friend who can build you a website. Isn't that great? You know what no one's talking about is how many people are suffering in silence because their friend is building their website. (laughs) And if you're one of these people, you know what I'm talking about. It all sounds great. They can do it. They're happy to do it. You're going to save money. It's going to be wonderful. And then it's not quite what you want. And then they don't update it or they don't complete it because something happened in their life They got a lot of stuff going on and then you feel bad because you don't want to bug them about your website when they're going through a divorce or when they are, you know, really busy with work and stressed out about something. And so you don't say anything. And then there's this awkward as hell thing sitting in the friendship because you didn't clarify (laughs) the expectations and your business, your creative work, your blog, whatever this thing is, is important to you. So I am here as your self-marriage mentor to say, I give a shit about your website. I give a shit about you having that platform that you want and feeling like a professional and feeling like you have support and someone who's like going to take care of you, right? But also someone who feels like a friend. So of course, I'm talking about Alison Tarr. I'll be talking about her a lot in this episode because she inspired this entire thing. Go to alisontarr.com if you want a website and you want it built by a double Capricorn feminist sea witch. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Lose the sea witch part if that's not exciting to you. The double Capricorn is what matters when it comes to you getting supported by this kick-ass woman. So alisontar.com is where to go. So as you know, Alison Tar is a friend of mine. And the other day I was, uh, I'll be moving, making some kind of homing transition. And it's time for some more decluttering and I'm I'm at like a level of decluttering now where it's like I'm getting to the like the Swedish death cleaning kind of stuff, you know, the stuff I can't really ignore, the stuff that's more emotional, my own personal archives, my body of work, right? This isn't like I have too many Tupperware. Like this is this is some really confronting, you know, emotional, what story am I telling? What am I curating through physical objects kind of stuff? And I know that it's a challenge. Um I know myself enough to know that these are the these are the things that aren't just like neutral things like Tupperware. Um, so I texted out with a little, to a little group chat that uh, Allison is in and 
I was like, okay, here's the thing. I'm going to declutter. I want to be ruthless. Can you give me some mantras or some inf- like um, inspiration to help guide my decision making so I don't start slipping into like, well, I'll just make this decision later. Or, well, this is, I, I think I'll just keep this for now. When you start that slippery slope, then there's a box of keep it for now. Then there's a whole section of keep it for now. There's a whole stack of things to decide later. And what I'm really looking for in my life right now is the removal of unmade decisions. That's the clutter. That's the mental clutter that I'm very excited about. And I know that this is challenging. So I did what a person who's married to herself does, but a person who <laughs> is very good at receiving support and asking for what she needs. I reach out to my friends. Allison sent some really, a really funny clip about, anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> there was a lot shared, but the the affirmation, the the sentence, the one line that changed everything has been changing everything and has changed, like I keep sharing it and I want to share it with you is this. There's more where this came from. So Allison said that this felt, she found this very helpful when she made a very large move across the country. And um, it was that reminder to get out of scarcity mindset, to be like, there's more where this came from. There's, there's a, this is, this is the, I think for me, you know, you've probably heard the scarcity mindset versus abundance mindset. And that all sounds great. We kind of understand what that means. But when it comes to your actual daily life and your daily thoughts, I don't know about you, dear listener, the word abundance, it's like authentic. It's like, it, it's its just this kind of blob of a word, right? And I kind of get the feeling, but when I'm in the moment where I really need to tap into it, it's there's something not quite, it needs a little translation. It feels a little lofty. It feels a little vague, right? Like if I am decluttering, notebooks of short stories I've written, of creative ideas and sketches that I partially executed or could still execute. And, you know, this is like irreplaceable stuff. You know, if I say to myself like, well, Danette, have an abundance mindset. Like I'm just going to get confused and then keep the notebook and decide on it later, which is never, which is why it's still here. (laughs) Why any of those things are still here, right? It's like, I'll do it later. This is a decision I will make later. These are piles of unmade decisions, right? So the abundance mindset idea isn't helping me in that moment, but that phrase, there's more where this came from, that, that is the abundance mindset in a sentence. It's not the only sentence because abundantly, there's lots of sentences that could work. This one worked for me so much. And so there's so many levels that this works on. Like, you know, um, obviously if you have like, oh, I'm looking around my room, like, you know, you have a lot of plants, you have a lot of potted plants and you love your plants, but now you're going somewhere where you're downsizing and you don't have the space or you don't have the light for them all. There's always plants. There's always pots. There's lots of, you can always go and get a plant. You can get gifted a plant. Like if you think there's more where this came from, then it's easier to take a few of the plants, put them out on the curb for neighbors to pick up or gift them to somewhere else where they're going to get a nice life and a nice window, right? Um, So that's like just an example of something that's easy. But also, you know, think of all of the ways that this sentence can be a game changer for you in your life. It might be the kind of thing where it actually will help you fish out where you have a scarcity mindset. Because if you're willing to believe there's more where this came from for potted plants, 
but you're not willing to believe there's more where this came from of single attractive people you might want to date. Think about that for a second and how that impacts your choices, right? It's so much easier to let go of anything if you say there's more where this came from. It's so easy to not take things personally or to feel hopeful and even excited when you are rejected or ghosted or someone's just not that into you or whatever. If you believe that there's so few out there, then that is devastating, right? If you have that scarcity mindset of like, oh, there's only a few people and I'll never connect with anyone like that again. Oh my God, like what happens to you when you have that thought? What happens to you when you're out there looking? What kind of like pressure and importance are you putting on this other human being about your potential happiness and fulfillment? I heard somewhere, I wish I could remember where we're re- rejection is protection. So it's like when you are being rejected from something, it's like it wasn't a good fit, right? This isn't a judgment of you that you're not good enough. It is the communication of this is not a good fit, whether it's a job or a date or anything else, right? It's like this is saying no to you to protect you from a road (laughs) that wasn't going to work, wasn't the best fit, you know? It might have even been a great fit, but what if there's more where this came from? What if there are more opportunities? What if there's a better opportunity? And if that thing didn't reject you, it would have taken up that space, taken up that time, right? So I have to say, I'm loving this. It definitely had me going through some things in a new way where I was like, wow, there's more where this came from. I started tossing things that like really honestly, I... (laughs) should have been tossed so long ago. And one of the areas um, was around my creative content. So I have these moleskin notebooks, these black plain notebooks. I started them when I started my business many years ago. The first one was called Seed because I'd read this entrepreneurial creative book called Seed, which is really outdated now. I think I donated that book (laughs) a couple years ago. But um, it was really exciting. It was like ways that creative people, creative thinkers could be brainstorming how to create a business that they love. And I had this notebook to do the exercises in, to make my plans. And I just kept uh, using moleskins. I really loved that. And then so then I also loved the repetition of the black spine, the little stack of these books, a historical record of my creative process. But you know what? I've got historical records of my creative process, like, (laughs) like up to my eyeballs and beyond, right? Like so, and it's still happening. I'm going to be creating prolifically for as long as I'm still here. And I would like that to be many decades, but like, do I want to then have to buy warehouses to store the documents (laughs) that are tracking all of this? Or do I just want to be creating and making and living and enjoying my own creativity? So what I did was I wouldn't have even considered decluttering these creative business journals, but I went through them and, um, I think in like one of the early podcast episodes, I talked about a journal harvest, which I love and recommend. So this is like going back into a journal. I mean, in this case, it was a business journal, but it could be anything. Something you wrote three years ago, five years ago, last year. Going through them with a separate piece of paper and taking out the nuggets that are really resonant now because I would forget what I wrote, but there would be these messages, these little things that you're, oh, that was really good. Past Danette was really on it about that thing. Oh, I forgot about this great idea. I'm going to pull that back. You don't have to use everything. It can be a really fun thing to do. So what I did was I took these business notebooks 
and I did a little harvest, but this time I was asking the question of, is there anything to harvest from this one? And if not, can it go to the shredder? I've never considered doing that before. With this new statement, there's more where this came from. I was applying that not to just the paper notebook, not to the physical object, but to my own ideas. Because what I didn't realize was in keeping all of these things, there was some kind of scarcity belief that I was going to forget, that I was going to run out of ideas, that I needed to keep all of these ideas and dreams close in some way. For what reason? Like if I really trusted my own creative energy and this limitless creative mind that I have, that you have, our imaginations, I wouldn't need to hang on to every post-it with every idea I've ever had because we don't have time to (laughs) completely execute every idea we have, every brainstorm we've ever had. It's not going to happen, right? So it was amazing. I was going through and there was some that I kept. And now I know that the ones I've kept, they have something in there to revisit. I put little post-it stickies so that I can like find the things I wanted to see. And I also know that I might release those notebooks in maybe a year or two but it wasn't the time yet. But I got rid of like, I don't know what the percentage was, like maybe half of these books. And it felt so wonderful. Is it a lot of shelf space that I created? It's, I mean, it's significant if you're limited for shelf space, which I am. So yeah, that was a good little chunk of shelf space, these books. But more so, I left that particular purge feeling so much more confident in my creative mind so much more confident in there's more where this came from, that I can generate ideas, that I am a creative force all the time, and that the world is changing all the time, my world is changing all the time as we co-create it, right? And so these ideas I had five years ago, eight years ago, they're not relevant anymore. They'll need to be adapted. New ideas are coming in. I want you to imagine, dear listener, this like a river, a river flowing so beautifully. You can hear the rush. You can feel the foam, the bubbling over the rocks, splashing around a corner. This is your life force. This is your creative mind, your imagination in its natural state. All we need to do is keep just removing the dams, removing the things that are clogging this flow. And I think that that is partially that feeling people get when they clear out a drawer, when they do the Marie Kondo thing, when they do any kind of decluttering and they just feel different. They feel the flow that some things start coming into their life and it feels like magic and you can call it magic. I like calling it magic, but there's some kind of energy flow that's like if I am logging all of these ideas from eight years ago, then I start to feel loyal to them because I've been holding on to these books and it's like, then it's like a list of things I didn't do. And if I'm not going to do them, why am I keeping (laughs) the notebook, right? So I invite you to consider how this phrase applies to you in your own mind, your own intelligence, your ability to learn. Maybe you have a career right now that's great, but also maybe there are more careers that are great that you'd be good at. Maybe there's more where this came from. So love, right? Um, I have, you know, just gone through a breakup. I'm going through a breakup. If you have this attitude that there's only one person out there or that you can only love one person, um, you're creating a world for yourself in your mind that is 
very painful and possibly scary, right? I mean, like, and it's just a thought. It's just a thought. There are so many people out there. First of all, you're out there. (laughs) This is what I think we forget, right? We're like, you, dear listener, you're thinking about wanting that special someone and how rare it is, but you're out there. You're a special someone out there looking. And there's a whole bunch of people who have no idea that you're out there. And won't they be thrilled to find you? There's more where this came from. Love grows. I find the more that I love, the more I'm able to love. The more my heart breaks, the more I'm my heart breaks open to love. And this is a belief I have chosen. I could have easily gone down another road. Um, money. There's more where this came from. How do you feel about that? Right? If you are clutching onto something and you're afraid to spend the money because you think it's your last 20 bucks and it's the last thing you'll ever do, um, it's a very different feeling. That's the scarcity mindset around money that you need to hang onto it as opposed to there's more where this came from moving and circulating this money, circulating the currency, current flow, river, moving it around. When you are circulating and spending your money, you are also providing that evidence abundance for someone else, right? If I go on to Etsy and I buy something that you made, I am saying to myself about money, there's more where this came from. I love these amazing things that you made on Etsy. I'm going to put this money down and trust that there's more where this came from. There's more money where that came from. There's more work to create the money where that came from. And then you on the receiving end is like making something beautiful, hoping something will someone will buy it, and then someone does. And then you can free the product to me. I can enjoy it. Money comes into your world. And then you can do the same for someone else, right? Now, I it's important to me, if you've been listening for a while, you know, the spectrum of human experience is important to me. I don't just stick with, you know, like positive thinking or, um, you know, like it's like it's not like abundance versus scarcity, you know, even though I probably have said that at some some point. Um, It's so important to me that it's our relationship with the spectrum. It's our relationship with the feelings. I can be in a scarcity mindset and still love myself because my self-love is unconditional self-love, right? The art of self-marriage is one of the very early modules because it is crucial that as you're going through the program, as you're going through your life, that there aren't these conditions of like, oh, I have you, if you were listening to this and thinking, well, I don't, I've got a real scarcity mindset around money, or I've got a real scarcity mindset around love. I am not where Danette is in this more where this came from nonsense <laughs> about good people to date, not my experience, right? It would be really easy for you to judge yourself for that thought, to be like, oh, wow, must be nice. Danette's choosing some thoughts. I don't know how to do that. I'm creating problems for myself. I'm no good, yada, yada, yada. You know, you go down this rabbit hole (laughs) of feeling like you're not worthy of love or that there's something to fix. But I will tell you, dear listener, I do have scarcity mindset around things because I'm a human being, right? And your human brain is going to brain. It's going to do what it does. It's going to be afraid. But my commitment to myself and my self-marriage is to be by my side loving myself through that no matter what I'm thinking no matter what I'm doing no matter and especially 
for like my humanity, right? So all that to say, there's more where this came from. Um, and again, if you've been listening, you know, there's been a lot of loss and um, in my life this spring, not just the breakup. And there's more where that came from too. Now stick with me for a minute. I think it's really important just to remember, right? Just to remember that there's, there is loss and there is pain and there are things that are out of our control and there is disappointment and there is more where that came from as well. I'm not saying that to be depressing and to have you like, <laughs> go like, oh God, like it's been a while since I lost anything. There's more on the horizon. We don't need to worry about it. You know why? Because we don't have control over a lot of these things. We're going to lose people that we love. People that we love are going to get sick. It's going to happen at some point if you're living a life and if you know people, it's going to happen. You're going to witness things and be with things that are difficult to be with. When I say there's more where this came from, it's a reminder to just be really present with the sacredness of it and to be really present with the fact that this is a human experience that connects us all. I'm experiencing loss. It's not the first time, of course, and it won't be the last time. So when I think there's more where this came from, it's less about, oh, why is this happening to me? And how horrible is it that this is happening? Instead, my mind goes to like, how do I want to be with this now? How do I, what's important about loss right now? Where do I need to be? You know, how can I increase my tolerance for just having an open heart when it's really painful to have an open heart. I found strange, I know when I asked Allison to help me declutter, she was not thinking, <laughs> maybe, I don't know, um, that I would take it in that direction. But I also think she would appreciate that, you know, like we do lose people, bad things happen, life happens. This more where this came from is also a reminder of that flow of the river, the whole river of life, the waves, the things, you know, nature can be violent, right? It's not a big, happy rainbow candy river all the time, right? This, st this statement, affirmation, um, mantra, whatever you want to call it, there's more where this came from. There's more where this came from. I am focusing it more on the things that I want to create because that makes me feel better and that gives me relief. I have been having more relief in my concussion symptoms. And when I have that, I say there's more where this came from. There's more healing where this came from. There's more pain-free days where this came from. It's been really wonderful. I've used it in my client sessions. I've talked about it with friends. There's more where this came from. And then I had this hilarious experience where I was house-sitting and dog-sitting and I just received so many gifts that week that were completely unexpected. In one week, I received two, two bouquets of flowers at a, at a home that wasn't even mine, <laughs> just by people who wanted to give me flowers for no apparent reason. I also had another friend um, pop by with a care package because she knew I was having a rough spring. I hadn't seen this friend in person since like before the, the pandemic. Um, and she made this beautiful loot bag full of like, well, care package. I like to say loot bag, but it was a bag 
full of all these amazing, luxurious, sensual, calming treats for the mind and body. It was just like a bag full of love. And at the same day, so I was house sitting, dog sitting, at the same day, someone else dropped me off an almost identical package. It was bizarre. These people don't know each other. It was a paper, brown paper bag, the exact same size. They had many similar items in it, but all different. The abundance was real, you know? And it was so funny because this was the first week that I had kept saying, there's more where this came from. So like, you know, I shared that with my friend who brought me the care package. I held it up. I'm like, there's more where this came from. And there literally was like getting delivered to my house <laughs> across across the neighborhood. Like it was, it was really wonderful. And it wasn't just about like getting stuff, but it was the impact of like, believing the impact of receiving it of not pushing it away if there's more where this came from i don't have to feel guilty about receiving it if there's more where this came from i don't have to feel like i have to give it all away because other people aren't getting any that doesn't mean that i'm not going to be generous with the gifts that i get that's not what i'm saying i have a feeling if you're listening to this you're more likely to give away than you are to receive But here's what you need to understand, dear listener, is that that is all part of the same dance. I'm a really good receiver. I have received that compliment (laughs) and I accept it very happily, you know, and I've had times in my life where people get a little irritated about this. Maybe you even heard, was listening to this and was like, oh, must be nice. Two bouquets of flowers and two gift bags and a whole bunch of other stuff. Like that sounds great. And there's something irritating about that. So I've met people like that. I've been that person also in different scenarios, (laughs) but I have been around people who would be like, oh, you're so lucky. There's a a kind of biting tone to when they point out that like, I just seem to get all this stuff. I just seem to be getting all these gifts. I just like clients just happen to like bring me things at the end of a session. (laughs) Like this just happens. And there's some anger directed. It's not really at me, but a little bit of anger directed at it. So that tells me that these people want that. They want what's coming to me. They want gifts. They want to be receiving. They want that abundance. They want that flow. But what happens when those people receive something? I can tell you just from experience from the people who have treated me in that way or or responded to me in that way around this and from what I know of them, it is so difficult to give to those people because they will deflect You give them a compliment, they will toss it back. They will give you an excuse, okay? You tell them that you really love something that they wore, they'll tell you how cheap it was or that it was someone gave it to them or they had nothing to do with it. You tell them that, you know, their writing is really amazing and they will be like, oh, well, no, it's like just the first draft and it's not really good and it's not as good as yours, it's not as good as so-and-so's. You give them something material and they will immediately give you something material back. You bake them cookies, the next day there's brownies at your door. They can't just receive. This is a skill. It's a skill. And the more you do it, the more you do receive. There's more where this came from. Dear listener, I invite you to borrow this from me that I received it from Allison. I have also sent it out to so many other people. I love the idea of even this rippling out. There's more where this came from. I'm using it. She's using it. My friends are using it. My clients are using it. Now it is yours. 
where in your life would this mantra make a world of difference? Where is this fun to say? Just pretend at first, right? But if you have a lot of time, you know, if you spill something, there's more where this came from. It creates the sense of like feeling relaxed, um, patient, and curious. I've been very, especially after that whole gift back <laughs> care package situation, I was like, woo, where else is there more where this came from? All you need is that first little bit of evidence, that first little bit of evidence that it's true to kind of spark you. And I want you to pay attention. It might seem very small, but where your attention goes is what matters. Notice how it's true that there's more where this came from. I mean, just coming back now to the decluttering, if you look at like any, you know, all of the books, all of the TV shows about people decluttering, all of the stuff that we surround ourselves with, I'm not going to go too deep into that. That's a huge topic. There's a lot going on, especially in North America with how we accumulate all of this stuff, right? But I mean, like there's people are decluttering constantly, it seems, right? And yet... There's a lot of, and then the same family, maybe you, maybe me, (laughs) decluttering again and again. Well, obviously it's true then that there's more where this came from because I've donated, I've released, I've liberated like a whole lot of things and I don't live in an empty space. There's more where this came from. Especially when it comes to us human beings, because there are resources that need our help that they're not exploited, right? If that's where your mind is going, I'm with you also, right? Um, Panicking about the scarcity doesn't help the things that need the help. So thinking that there's more where this came from, look for ways in which solutions are being created. There are more solutions where these solutions came from. Humanity's done a lot of really messed up things in, in our history, we have. And we've also done a lot of amazing things in our history. We've done so many incredible things for one another, so many incredible things to like bring beauty and wellness and security and growth and all kinds of things to solve problems, to help people. We have come up with so many amazing ideas. There's more where this came from. How is it that people are still writing new songs? Like (laughs) when I look at a keyboard, it baffles me. I'm like, there's this many notes. Isn't it phenomenal that like people can still write songs, people can still make art, people can still take photographs, like, and it's all new. It's a little different. There's sure there's repetition. There's some repetition. It's not the same. You know, we're never the same way twice. There's more where this came from. You are an incredible creation and creator. Dear listener, you are someone worth loving. It all starts with you, and there's more where this came from, more joy, more love, more time, more chances to heal, more healing, more friendships, more mornings, more beauty. It's all yours. Take good care of yourself. We'll talk to you soon.